I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride where you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Let's do this. Is this number seven now? Viva, this is it. This is the record. You've broken the record. You shattered it. Oh, now, now I'm just, I'm, I'm setting a, per, a better personal best. You know what's going to happen? This is just going to become our, but we're going to change everything. It's just going to be the news with us. It could be Pantelis and Fry. Yeah. It's talk just Montreal <laughs> news. Why not? Oh, yeah. So yeah. What's been happening? I want to know first about that 14-year-old kid. Well, I, I keep hearing different things. It's, so I don't know anything that is not publicly accessible so I haven't you know I don't contact people to verify information and even still what do you do ask for ID from the two ladies online who are saying they're his sister the oh yeah so I saw one one says it's his sister and the other one says I'm his aunt and no, they're fighting one, one says I think is Justine and the other one is Simone Simone yeah Spitzer um, but that one looks like a fake profile I I, just, I I was told both profiles are legit uh, oh, Simone shit, okay. on on Facebook you can you can check but for anybody who doesn't know the bottom line is uh, City News Edmonton reported the other day. I'm, 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 I don't mean to smirk because it actually I, I smirk, it's an anger smirk. They report the other day Alberta um, record, records this youngest COVID death, 14-year-old teenager. That's the headline. Yeah. You read into the article. The summary of the article, for those who don't want to read the six-paragraph article, says that they logged their youngest uh, death from COVID. Is this from? I'm not paraphrasing. Then you read the article, Dina Hinshaw, who's the CMO of uh, Alberta, says, yeah, it, there were severe, complicated underlying, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not comorbidities, but um, pre-existing condition. Okay, which were? Well, so then apparently there was a Facebook post coming from someone named Simone uh, Spitzer, who purports to be his sister, and says, the kid in that article is my brother. He died of stage four brain cancer, diagnosed in January 2021, and admitted to the hospital in August. So he's been in the ho- hospital. If I saw true. that post, but that girl looks like a fake profile. No, no, her, you could check some. You could check some old posts. I mean, because I checked it, I couldn't see any other posts. It, it looked like the account was created in May. No, this account, the one that I checked, it yeah. was a, it was she had whitish blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, that's um, the one that I was no, looking it was, at. It, it said like it was May old, or something. I know it was it was an older account. Okay, and uh, she's got you know various social media profiles. In as much as you can verify online without calling her up and saying, "Hey, can I see your driver's license?" Because I saw another lady commented and said, "That's my nephew." And then I checked that lady's profile, and then nowhere in her pro- and she, she's one of those people that just post everything. Like my son took a shit today, and she never posted about the kid dying. And I'm like I don't know who's you don't know who to believe, and, I, and this and it's yeah. true. So and I I made a video on it yesterday, and I said, look, can't verify the Facebook posts. Yeah. I, I'm not a journalist, and I'm not going to fly to Alberta to you know vet these people. But from the article itself, you, you get all the information. Yeah, the article is is misleading head, when you go headline, headline and, and says body, yeah. youngest COVID death. The summary says. 14-year-old died from COVID. Then you get into complicated pre-existing conditions and they may have played a substantial factor in his death. So already, setting aside the fact that the kid, by all accounts, um, had stage four brain, brain cancer, even from the article itself, you know that you're being misled by the headlines and you can start to question, like once you get bitten once, 
you can ask yourself, uh, how many times has this happened in the past? And I never thought to ask the question because I thought when they're relating COVID deaths or COVID-related deaths, they're not talking about potentially terminally ill people who are potentially being tested while in comas. That's what um, happened to kids. Just to determine if they're COVID positive to then attribute what would have otherwise been an inevitable death, especially when you're talking about a 14-year-old. That story can traumatize a lot of people for obvious uh, narrative or political purposes. I don't know why they had to sensationalize it. I'm already traumatized that a 14-year-old was terminally ill with brain cancer and passed away. That already, to me, is, is devastating. And, and imagine, like, it's just, it's so atrocious that you have the news setting aside the Facebook post, which we can't verify. You have the news overtly exploiting the death of a teenager for patently political narrative purposes. The kid had complex pre-existing underlying conditions, even according to Dr. Dina Hinshaw. And so they run with a headline that says, youngest Albertan to die from COVID. That is misinformation, and it should shock everybody. You can't even let teenagers die in peace, and you can't let their families grieve in peace without trying to spin it politically against the will of the family, but it's anonymous, so, you know, no one will know who the kid is. Oh, yeah, because they're like, well, we're not giving you a name yes. away. What are you-, you can't give the name away. You can't yeah. also divulge other medical information because the doctors in this case can't come and release confidential medical info to say mm, there's a little more to the story so you're stuck with dina hinshaw who if anybody hasn't seen the video of her i will say um don't want to say religiously uh disinfecting her hands i will oh, say the whole uh, in- she's a lady that takes off the mask takes on off the podium the, gets up to the podium spritzes we don't have any here but spritzes her hand takes off her face mask off her own face with her the tips of her pinkies like you'd think her face was toxic. I understand her. She is disgusting. Well, I would want to keep my hands I, I away don't, too. I don't make fun of the way people yeah. look. I just make, you know, I will, I will pick on what they say and do. Yeah, I'll she do both. Puts, she puts down the mask. Then she disinfects her hands again because apparently her face is so toxic that after having taken off her own mask, she must disinfect. Yeah, it's she a little, gets, it's, get, much. it's, a little it's much. much. It was a 45 minute press conference, maybe an hour. She did this every time she got off the podium and got back onto the podium. And, People were saying, you know, people might rightly be saying that this could be a manifestation of OCD and, you know, serious mental distress over a prolonged period of time, possibly. But I compar- I'll give her that one. I, well, I compared her initial press conferences to now. She was not doing this ritual in the early stages of the press conferences. So if this became something that not just her, others have started doing. Is it lockstep or in goose step? Whatever. Have started doing. Lockstep. But do you think, because it might not even be, I, I take it as theater. It might even just be unconsciously that well, they're doing it because they're so you know it becomes ocd you're so used to doing this you're may, they might really be nervous and i and i don't say this lightly because i you know i have my, my own experiences uh, on issues of ocd without getting into it but oh, we all well and, and the the issue is um fine if this is a manifestation of some underlying stress disorder that is being exacerbated by the situation you don't have that person being the spokesperson and giving the medical advice for a province because you can I'm with you you can you can say if she's suffering from something that's fine and there's no need, you, know, you don't make fun of it whatsoever. But you then don't have that person be the spokesperson, the face of the decision-making uh, aspect itself, nor do you arguably have someone who's going through something uh, mentally related of, uh, you know, be the decision-maker uh, on policy under the context because her judgment could be off. You say this, but the, <laughs> the current president of the United States clearly... Isn't all there? This is so. If anybody doesn't follow Jack Posobiec on Twitter, he's 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 gotten some things I think maybe wrong sometimes, but no one hasn't. Yeah. But my goodness, he's got a he's got some ins and the stuff that he posts that turns out to be true afterwards. But apparently, 
recently, Joe Biden uh, fell asleep, chin to chest during, I forget what the meeting was. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh no, sorry, it was a nephew's wedding or something. And then when he woke up, insisted on having a sandwich from a specific uh, restaurant. Look, it's kind it's, of amazing that I'm loving this. It's not to make fun of it. There's obviously something going wrong yeah. uh, with Joe. I mean, it's it's clear. And uh, it wouldn't be the first time that you've had um, uh, an in, uh, unable president or an incapable president and other people, you know, pulling the strings, making the decisions. It's happened before. So it's not so crazy to think. I think the problem is that presidents always have to be so old. The problem is that they have to have experience, but look for love Let's him. Get or some hate young him. guys in there that are good. Well, forget that. Love him or hate him. Trump is old, but had energy of an ox. Yeah, and, I and didn't even realize he's in his what? He's he's two, two years younger than Joe. What the in fact, Poseidon? Fact check me, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Trump's Trump uh, not not a spryed chicken. But no, he's he's in his seventies. He's he's two years younger than Biden, as far as I remember. But he's got a lot of uh, spring in his step. He's this guy. got look. There, there are some people who age better, and there are some people who deteriorate. More rapidly. It's yeah. quite clear because we've, we've seen Joe for the last four years. The deterioration has been rapid. Yeah. But for goodness sake, I just ran for you know my electoral district for politics. I know what's involved in that lower level oh, it's uh, competition. It's, it's immensely stressful. It's 24-7. You, you, and when you're not doing it, you're still dreaming about it. Literally, I had dreams of politics. And it was, it was gross and weird to actually have a dream about Political leaders. <laughs> I mean, they were they were political dreams, but that's weird. What were they wearing? I, I had a dream about Maxime Bernier at one point, and like, and, and Justin Trudeau. Like, I have to see him on Twitter all day because I do that. Then and I have then to you see him argue in my with dreams. him in your dreams. <laughs> it's, it was so. Having done that just for Westbound NDG, man, can you imagine uh, 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 how many billions of dollars do they spend on the presidential campaign? Oh man, uh, it's, and it's, then Biden's getting messages all day. Yeah, he's, he's, and then you have to, you know, you have to coordinate with your different offices of intelligence. You have to know what's going on everywhere in the world. You are held to account for everything that's going on in the world. And then when the, you know, the, the poo poo hits the fan in Afghanistan, my goodness. You're answering that 24 yeah. seven, and then you have to. Well, distract. that was mishandled. Oh, yeah, there's no, there's no question. I mean, that was yeah. uh, uh, incompetence, if not outright negligence. And then it leads people to legitimately question whether or not it's by design. Because when you hear what Julian Assange was saying years ago about the purpose of being in Afghanistan, and then you see the fallout and how they withdrew, man, does it sort of lend a little bit of credibility to the hypothesis that he was putting forward back then? But him and Snowden have come up correct on almost all accounts. Uh, but they, we refuse to get together as a people and be like, all right, listen, these were whistleblowers, but these were whistleblowers that helped us see the light, see what's going on. We shouldn't allow them to either uh, be threatened, get arrested. All, we should protect these people. It, it used to be that journalism would be investigative journalism and try to get to these types of uh, war crimes that yeah. the government was committing. I mean, the, 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 going back to Vietnam, that's what real journalism was doing back then. And so you have now... Look, the, when the media works in concert with the government, uh, true journalists become criminal, not even whistleblowers, because they'd have protection if they were whistleblowers. They just become criminal hackers who the government goes in after you know, with all its might, to the point where they were actually talking about assassinating uh, Assange. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's nuts. And when you know what goes on in the world, uh, it really causes you to question everything you have ever understood or thought you understood about went on, what went on in the world. You know what ends up happening? And people tell me this, and I agree, it's true. Once you get too deep into this, you just start getting depressed because you feel powerless. That's the problem with like even conspiracy um, rabbit holes on the internet. Is After a while, when you see stuff, you're like, oh yeah, I thought that was a conspiracy. Turns out that one was true. Does that mean that this one is true? Does that mean that that... And then you just you lose your mind because you're like, even if it's all true... I can't do anything. Can, can you imagine if everything you ever thought you understood of the world was actually as much of a lie as what you just discovered yesterday was a lie? Like, oh, I, yeah. I sent that article um, 
of the, uh, you know, the 14-year-old teen to die from COVID in Alberta. And I sent it to some people. And some of the responses was, I'm sure, they, I'm sure this doesn't happen often. Oh, no, it happens and, very often. And, and, and I thought they meant... Um, I thought they meant uh, kids, the, the kids dying. Oh, yeah. they meant, no, the, the news getting it wrong. It's like, once you know that it happens once, yeah. uh, you have, in fact, not only no reason to presume that it has not happened before, you have every reason to presume that it has happened before. And I remember from the beginning of the pandemic, people were saying, you know, they're counting motorcycle accidents as COVID deaths. And I was like, oh, that's, that's preposterous. How could they do that? Why would they do that? Then you find out, you know, there's incentives for the hospitals to have COVID patients, have COVID deaths, treat people with COVID. Is that the same here? I don't know if it's the same here. I know I, in the states it is because one of my buddies. I'm not going to divulge too much. So he, he's at one. He's at a big hospital in the U.S. And uh, in the beginning stage, in the few months, he he was very very upset with everything that was happening because he goes, "Dude, this is fucking suspicious." You know, we're getting money for each person, and and in the hospital, we're kind of incentivized. We want them to get COVID. And he was talking about one. He goes, "This one old guy, dude. They won't let him out, and they've tested him twelve times this week. Like they're hoping he catches it too." It's, it's, I was like, that's I, I so fucking weird. I don't know if it was the same in Canada, but we, it, we know it, uh, what was the case in the States where they had certain amounts allocated for treating patients with COVID. Uh, so this was it, in Seattle. Once you get money involved, you know it's going to get corrupted. But it, it, people were saying this from the beginning. And I, was, I, didn't, I didn't disregard people as conspiracy theorists back in the day. I just approached certain stories with more skepticism. And then you hear a story. where they, you, would, you know it. You know that they just tr- tried to lie to you. And instead of saying, holy crap, they've probably always been doing this, you say, this is a one-off. I need to go back to believing what I believe because I'm so emotionally invested in it that if I admit to myself that I've been duped about pretty much everything I took for granted as fact, I must be an idiot and my world around me will, will as I understand it, will shatter and people don't have the, the mental fortitude or the mental honesty to say that might actually be the case. And when you get into it, call it getting red-pilled or once you're out of the matrix, once you see it for what it is, yeah, they've probably always been doing this or something along these lines. You have to not take it personally. Like I know myself in the beginning, I was like, you. I was thinking, oh, am I needed for believing it? Now I realize, no, I wasn't stupid to buy into it because the entire organism that is the media all fed me the same stuff. So there's been a lot of times where I've fallen for something that I was like, oh, that's 100% true. Look, everyone's saying it. And then facts come out and you're like, well, actually, I was like, oh shit, I was duped. But it was um, it was an orchestrated effort to dupe me and everyone else. Absolutely. It wasn't that I'm an idiot, you're an idiot. It happens. The, 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 I'm just more critical now. The um, the ivermectin horse dewormer. I mean- Oh, I, Ro- Rogan did some good calling out. Oh my, well, okay. The, the, this is my video today is breaking down a deceitful answer when you see one because Sanjay Gupta thought he could hem and haw and distract and deflect, deflect his way out of that. Let me talk something about my boy Rogan. He doesn't play that shit. No, no. It, it, was, it, was, it was a darn direct question. But you, they, here's a prime example. Horse dewormer. And once you realize now that the FDA, which is supposed to be you know, a trustworthy medical body, gets political and puts out a sassy tweet, uh, you're not a horse, you're not a cow, don't take ivermectin, when... We all know, first of all, yes, ivermectin is used as a horse dewormer. Uh, but yes, it's also used to treat humans and apparently has treated a billion humans. Yep. Like my, We had a dog, n- not this one actually, but another one who we actually had to put on Prozac. So they have canine Prozac, which is, you know, somewhat similar. Was to he the, suffering an existential crisis? What was going on? He was a bad, bad dog and we had to send him back to the breeder. Thank That thank, much, eh? Yeah, with three kids in the house, you can't have a dog that gets into modes where he would snarl and bite and we tried For no to, reason. He, he may have been traumatized by other dogs and okay. then it escalated into something or, or he might have just been a, you know, a, a one-off bad uh, temperament. Um, but he, we, we had to put him on Prozac and uh, one time we ran out of his Prozac 
And I had to go to the pharmacy to get a Prozac, a human Prozac. The human Prozac was $15 a pill. The doggy Prozac was $30 a month. And, you know, they said, jokes aside, like, oh, if you, a human could, in theory, take the dog Prozac, but you don't because things are different. Yeah. So the difference between drugs that humans take and drugs that animals take, we, we're, not, we're not idiots. But when the FDA comes out and politicizes a medicine that has been used to treat billions of people uh, over periods of time because there's only seven and a half. A Nobel Prize winner. A Nobel yes. Prize. But it was one for... Uh, I think it was an anti-parasite yeah. medication. So it wasn't, the, the Nobel Prize was not awarded for treating COVID or treating viruses. No, it was no, for treating not, parasites. Yeah. But to come out in concerted efforts, and it's not, Joe got a diagnosis from a doctor, so they're actually also calling his doctor a, a malpractitioner. But another prime example, but people don't know that they're being misled, manipulated, duped, and they just come out of this saying, Joe Rogan's a nutcase who takes horse dewormer. I mean, that's, and then, and then it's, a, it's just Joe Rogan's the only reasonable person in that room. Joe Rogan is a very, very smart person. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, the problem is you get a platform so huge, everything you say, uh, you know, becomes scrutinized and dissected. And then if you say anything bordering on medical discussion, you're not, you're, you're, you're a UFC fighter commentator. How dare you stay in your lane? Oh, um, I dare. But he's a smart guy and he can assess his own facts and he can yeah. use his platform the way he wants. But once you just understand the media is lying to you, because there's no other way to accept it. The media is lying to you. The only question you then have to ask yourself is, have they always been lying to me? Is the New York Times 1978 more honest than the New York Times today? Probably. Does that mean that they were not uh, being influenced by political uh, motivations for certain stories? Absolutely not. Just read Noam Chomsky, uh, Manufacturing Consent, and you'll get all the historical examples you need of where the media was doing exactly what it's doing today but under different contexts for different political reasons. And I will uh, put something on the media right now, I think, because the media here, I don't know what the mandates are everywhere, but I know here we have a mandate that they're pushing where the healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, whatever you are, if you refuse to get jabbed, you would be suspended without pay. Now That's, called, that's called fired, by the way. That's called fired, it's, it's and called it's fired. also coercion because you're really pushing someone. You're like, it, you want to eat? It could be even called battery because it, it, fits, the, it fits the definition of battery, but sorry, I now, cut you off. Well, because well, you're, you're falling in the same point that I was trying to make. So right now, not only is it threatening, it's very aggressive, but I feel like the media who right now is demonizing these doctors and nurses who are, it's their decision, right? We forgot about our own bodily um, autonomy. It's, it's their decision, but they don't follow. They're complicit, probably, in making these people not want to get jabbed because they've been working in the hospitals. They see whatever they see. They make their own decisions. Now, you're seeing false information come out from the media repeatedly. You're like, you know what? I feel like they're blowing out of proportion. I'm working here. I don't see the same thing, right? So if they make a decision to be like, I think I can handle it myself or I already caught it. I'm, I'm more protected now. I have an immune system, a natural immunity, all that. And you're coming out now as the media and they're doing it locally, where they were heroes a year and a half ago, and then now they're villains, like, get them out, we don't need them. We're horribly understaffed. K- K- we need them. It is, again, going back to one of the conspiracy theories, and I'm, if everyone sees it, conspiracy theories from the beginning, that this was a manufactured crisis, not a manufactured pandemic, but rather a, 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 a pandemic or a crisis that was... They took advantage of it. Ex- exacerbated, exploited, and then subsequently manufactured. People said this from the beginning, and I, you know, again, I say, I, I'll start slowly. Yeah. Um, I, there, I think it's out there. I think COVID exists. And I yeah, think it's it killed a lot of people, a lot of vulnerable elderly people. Um, or a lot of vulnerable well, well, people. Well, did the same, yeah. And, but the question is, at what point does the crisis get co-opted by the government to the point where you can call it now a manufactured or exacerbated crisis? We're in a pandemic. We are being locked down. 
We are being compelled to take vaccines. We are being compelled to wear face masks because we don't want to overwhelm the healthcare facility. It was two weeks to flatten the curve so as not to overwhelm the healthcare facility. Legault, Francois Legault, it was one month curfew, January 2021, not to overwhelm the healthcare facilities. It lasted. Uh, and what, it lasted five months. What do they do now? Let's fire some doctors. Let's fire doctors who are unvaccinated. We're not firing infected, sniveling, uh, sick people who are trying to you know, bust down the doors to come into work. Fire people who have not gotten vaccinated because the government has made the very logical decision that in the context of a bona fide pandemic, when you have a shortage of hospital beds, it is more dangerous to have an unvaccinated, healthy, asymptomatic worker in there than to not have a bed to treat someone who's in for a heart attack. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And the only explanation you can come to is that the government is not yet prepared to let go of the powers that it's uh, usurped during this it's crisis. It's super politicized. And, and, yeah. and, and, and that, hey, what can we do to keep this going? Oh, yeah. If, we, if, we, if the shortage of hospital staff is what we use as an excuse to lock people down, well, let's, let's manufacture a shortage of, of staff by firing unvaccinated workers for whatever the reason, religious, medical exemptions. I don't care what the reason is. It, if the, they're not sick and they're capable. So are you telling me right now that you would prefer um, a vaccinated imbecile that's not a doctor to take care of you? For example, let's say a Poseidon. Would you like to arrive at the hospital and Poseidon with a stethoscope is like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm jabbed, so don't worry, I'll, I'll handle this, as opposed to a professional that's not vaccinated that's been doing this for years. That, that might be not the right comparison. Let's just say, would you rather show up to the hospital and have to wait because there's not a bed? Oh, because, that already is going to happen. Because they don't so have an unvaccinated worker. Yeah. There, there was another story talking about, like, stories. You're talking you, about the transplant? The transplant, the kidney transplant. Can you, can you imagine, for those who don't know, the, an individual who's ill, needs a kidney transplant, had a donor, had the schedule, the surgery scheduled, they canceled the surgery because the hospital's new protocol was that both donor and recipient had to be vaccinated. So the donor who was not vaccinated could not give their kidney to somebody to potentially save their life. That and cannot so, be your decision. It, if the guy receiving it is okay with it, you cannot it, stop that guy from living. This is be, crazy. It can't be logic. Are they, making the, are they making the medical determination that not getting the kidney transplant is less dangerous than getting a kidney from someone who's not been vaccinated, but test the freaking guy. Yeah. Test him before the surgery. It, none of it, sorry, I'm yelling. None of it makes sense. And, and you have, your kidney's not the thing that gets vaccinated anyway. What are, you, no, what but, are we but, talking but about But here? test the individual. Yeah. To the extent that even vaccinated can carry, transmit, and contract the virus, being vaccinated for, donate, for kidney donation is irrelevant. It would yeah. be relevant as to whether or not you're COVID positive. So test the guy. But now this dude who's waiting on a kidney... Set aside, you know, aside from the stress that this causes, which could be enough to kill someone in and of itself, he's going to wait for a kidney now because the donor wasn't vaccinated. And that's the, that's the science that they use to justify what they're doing. You cannot help but come to certain conclusions and you cannot blame people for coming to those conclusions. But when you have um, our governments now, in two years into the pandemic, invoking the shortage hospital crises across the country, and worth noting that in Saskatchewan and Alberta, not only have they not increased the hospital ICU beds by any meaningful number, I think they've actually gone down. At the very least, you're, you're roughly about the same two years after. $150 million in ads later, uh, at least in Quebec, no more ICU beds. They've done nothing to actually increase capacity. What they're doing right now is, is crippling what is already a strange system by firing the 4%, uh, from what I understand, unvaccinated healthcare workers. And I would like to see... They won't say it because I think I know the obvious reason why they won't. I'd like to see oh, yeah. the religious and ethnic breakdown of those unvaccinated uh, healthcare workers. Because I guarantee you, uh, if it wasn't intended to be a racist policy or a discriminatory policy, it is. Uh, it is, and I've and I've said it from the beginning, and I'll say it out loud. 
I guarantee you that this has a disparate impact on religious and ethnic minorities uh, because the healthcare system already, you know, I, I think it was overrepresented in any event by, you know, certain um, ethnicities or Here, yeah. religions. There is no question that there's going to be overrepresentation of certain ethnic and religious minorities in those who are, are being threatened to lose their jobs. And so it's illogical, it's unscientific, and it's discriminatory. And yet you have the likes of Elias Makos on CJAD 800 this morning. It, it enraged me so much I had to turn it off, saying, if we can make the life of the unvaccinated more difficult uh, in order to coerce them to get vaccinated, oh, I'm all wow. for it. Talking Jesus. about healthcare workers. That is a propaganda statement. If we can coerce and make the unvaccinated lives. And he's talking about doctors and nurses. He's, he's talking, talking about, about the people, people that are going to save his life yeah. if he goes into the hospital. Yeah, he's talking about people that are way more qualified than him. He's talking about people that give back to society way more than he ever could or has. But, 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 but he, with knows, such he knows better. He knows better than them. And he knows better for those people. And I'm using Trudeau's words. Those people who are putting us all at risk, he knows yeah. better than them. He knows what's good for them. Um, it, it's, it's atrocious. But, but you see that you have the likes of CJAD receiving yeah. all that wonderful government money to run COVID ads, to tow the party, to tow the political line, getting out there to get that propaganda to their listeners. If we can make the lives of the unvaccinated more difficult in order to coerce them to get vaccinated, so I'm all weird. for it. Just replace the word unvaccinated with, with any other demographic it, and you and don't even have to it's also illogical because that doesn't make sense when you're vaccinated it's, the it's, whole reason why you it, it is absurd there the, the, i'm going just, to a gun range i know you're not coming so you better put your vest on that day because i'm going to the gun range it doesn't make any man, sense now to steel man the argument they're going to say that you know the vaccinated <laughs> this was true at a time i'm not sure that the science says it anymore but mm. the unvaccinated were less likely to carry the, the required viral load to transmit as easily as the unvaccinated. I'm not even sure that that's true anymore. That's not true anymore. But one thing is for sure, if you display fewer symptoms because you're uh, vaccinated, that might be good for you. But that might mean that you're walking around with just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, but yeah. you're not symptomatic, so you don't even know. But exactly, Where, so, whereas, so the people that are in danger, let's say, are always going to be the unvaccinated by was, that logic. So then why would you make it sound like they're putting you in danger when they're just putting themselves in especially danger. If, especially, I mean, it's the logic. It's so frustrating. Knowing that the vaccinated can transmit the virus. If a, if a vaccinated healthcare worker is in the system and they are carrying and can transmit they the won't virus know. but don't know, th that makes sense. Whereas if they're sick and they're symptomatic because they're not, they're not uh, vaccinated, they stay home like most people do when they know they're sick. It's, no. So all of this said, all of this come, you know, come together at the same time, you, you do wonder, does the government want to exacerbate the problem? People have been talking about the Great Reset from the very beginning, before anybody... Have you looked into this guy, the guy who wrote those books? Klaus Schwab? I mean, yeah. look, I, 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 I was so young and wet behind the ears in 2020 when people said the Great Reset, I, the, the term. I remember feeling, reacting the way I did. I had never heard the term before. I didn't know that it was actually in their World Economic Forum yeah. platform. Black on white, you can go online and read it. I didn't know that they were talking about the Great Reset, Build Back Better, all these things. Yeah, yeah, all and these, uh, Biden used the terms, they're all indoctrinated, it's like the same cult. It is, It is. Look, some call it a cult, some call it a cabal, some call it conspiracy, others... You know, oh, I'm just saying, it, I'm called it, just because they keep repeating stuff religiously, that's well, no, why. I, I, I'm not judging you, I'm just saying like... Yeah, yeah. Call I don't mean will. that they're wearing robes. <laughs> no, no, but call it, it's not yeah. far off, but they have their meetings in, in, yeah. in these wonderful areas, they have influential... Castles, sometimes. Uh, castles, islands, wherever. But it's, it's like, you know, influential, unelected billionaires who have their own agenda, all within their rights, 
uh, inviting these political leaders and everybody's like, it's a club and it's, yeah. you feel flattered to be in the club. And then he's like, oh yeah. I'm, it's like Homer Simpson saying, uh, I like what you're saying. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. You know, you have these politicians who go rub elbows and mingle with these billionaire influential uh, uh, people. And then they sort of, you know, they adopt the message. Yeah. And you get a little PDF file that says, build back better, the great reset. You'll own nothing and be happy, the year 2030. But nobody knew about it in 2020 because it wasn't news yet. And then people start talking about it. But then it gets called conspiracy theory. So you start using Yeah, it but it's out there. I looked at this, this is all it's, real. I even saw him, uh, what's his name, Schwab? I even saw him on French TV. And I talked about it on the last episode with Mike on uh, Two Drink Minimum. I had to play the clip because it was hard to find on YouTube, but it's real. He's talking on French TV, and he's and he's talking about the how obviously the Build Back Better. We're going to get to the point where you will own nothing, but you're going to be happy. Just listen to us, like this extreme digital communism, but also how the digital and the physical world are going to mix. And he goes, you won't need all this stuff that you have now. We're just gonna you're just gonna have one microchip. It's gonna start in your clothes. Then it's gonna go into the skin, so it's easier for you guys. He goes, uh, it'll be able. Sometimes you won't even need to write. You'll just be able to think it, and it'll happen. I was like, what is this guy talking about on TV? But but who who the hell is this guy? He's an unelected individual. That's the thing, setting, he's not even policy. And that's what Mike said. He goes, This guy's not even a scientist. He's an economic forum guy and he's dictating policy. And this is crazy. And, and he's not he's not dictating. He's just strongly recommending. He's you know, he's saying this would be the ideal world. And then you get benevolent dictators like Justin Trudeau who say, Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Oh, forget your QR code on your phone. Let's just put the little chip yeah. in your hand. I don't want and, the and chip. Just so, just so nobody thinks I'm crazy. I forget. No, the chip is a real. It's, it's a real thing. The it's, size of a grain of rice. And it's a real it, thing. I'll tell you why that doesn't scare me, but I don't think I, I, I would not get it. But why that doesn't scare me is because already I'm more than chipped on my phone. You see what I'm doing. You know what I'm So I just don't. Why, why are we mixing? Like, if you're going to mix something that's mechanical, biological, do it to help me. Do it to uh, stop cancer. You're gonna do it so I could scan the checkout quicker. Get the it's, fuck out of here! It, it, like, how lazy are we? It's nuts, and I, you know, unless I absolutely have to have the outside of the world meet the inside of my body, I will not do it. But uh, no, that's look, and that's where the other, some other, you know, meets I, the not owning anything and being happy. Oh, well, the it, state dictates everything. That's what scares me. And you realize it takes time to beat people into accepting that, but you can see how how it happens. Now you have people who are happy; they get to leave their house. Because they've been locked down for five months, where two years ago, right to do two it, yeah. years ago, you would have been outraged at the scientific uh, dystopia of a world that that would ever have been. But now you're there, and now yeah. you're like, forget international travel, forget crossing the border to go to Albany to go shopping at uh, uh, Tar. What's the American store? Target. Target. Well, one of those stores. Forget, forget that. Forget the life we ever once knew about going to our parents' place without being terrified about having Christmas dinner without. No, now we get to leave our houses, and it's it's a big sigh of relief. That's how they do it. It's a drip, drip, chisel away at your psyche. And you know, I, I tweeted it the other day, but it was a real, it was, it was a spiritual understanding of a revelation. Although others have gotten there much earlier, you know, to to transform a society to a point where they will say and feel good about saying, let's make the life of fill in the ethnic, fill in the religious, fill in the medical bracket, more difficult to compel them to comply. But this guy's an imbecile. Yeah, this but, guy but, you know, he's reaching people, and, yeah. and there's a lot of people now who support vaccine passports. They support it, of course, until the government says, now your 5 to 11-year-old has to be vaccinated, now your 12-year-old has to be vaccinated if you want to fly within your own country. Yeah, I have then, friends then, who are freaking out now. As well they uh. should. I mean, and I, it's, I'm not going to pretend that guy was always uh, this vocally uh, against it or criticizing it because it, uh, it's been a learning curve for me and maybe I've been slower than others. I'll also, some will say I've been slower than others. I'll just say I've been more meticulous in making sure the information that is influencing me is accurate. But yeah, you come to the point where even the people who supported the vaccine passport, now they can't travel with their 12-year-old unless they uh, vaccinate their 12-year-old for a virus 
which has statistically virtually no risk for that child whatsoever, except now in their own minds, they think a 14-year-old just died from it in Alberta, so I'd better vaccinate my 12-year-old. I mean, this this is how it works. This is how it works. It's a big organic system of manipulation. I'm not for the passports. I really don't like them. I'm for uh, vaccination. I'm for uh, technology moving forward. I, I love the fact that science can create things like this. Now, clearly from what we're learning now, we don't like uh, this vaccine of anything is not that effective. That's why they're talking about more doses or whatever. So we may have rushed a gun there. So that I don't like. Like, tell us the truth from the beginning. Don't experiment on us. Uh, but I'm not against vaccines. But I don't like the idea of a passport, especially for something that you most people, 99% of people who contract it, get over it. Right? It seems like overkill. And you're going to have people yeah. who are going to tell you now, oh, but you, you you didn't object to mumps, measles, rubella, whooping cough vaccine when, you know, kindergartners have to be vaccinated. I wasn't around. Well, uh, my, my response is always the same. It's like, uh. look, when the COVID vaccine has the same uh, proven safety, which yeah, proven safety takes time. You can't yeah. prove safety in two years. When it has the same proven safety for a demographic that is not at risk for that which they're receiving the vaccine for, okay, then, then I'll think twice about it. When it has proven efficacy, I mean, it's not even the fact that it might not be as effective as they thought, even if it's totally ineffective. I just want to make sure it's safe yeah, on a demographic term. that doesn't... Uh, it's not at risk from, the, at ori- risk from yeah. the original thing for which they're being vaccinated. So yeah. when it gets there, I will have no problem accepting or making it, you know, reassessing then. Um, but as, as it is now, it's, it's, a, it's a new vaccine. People have different risk brackets for the virus. So the older you get, the less of a, of a it's a more of a no-brainer. Like when you're 70-some-odd, uh, what is it called? Uh, not, uh, oh, the respiratory, um, ah, whatever, COPD. Okay. When you're 70-some-odd-year-old COPD, it's, a, it's, it's probably a no-brainer. Um, you don't have to worry about certain things that kids developing immune systems have to worry about, pregnant women, yada, yada. Yeah. But when you're talking about vaccinating, you know, compelling 12-year-olds now, Again, you're going to start asking some questions. What is the actual underlying motive? Is it to protect a 12-year-old from a virus that really does not pose that much of a risk to them? Except now you have fresh in your mind a 14-year-old who died from COVID even though they had stage 4 terminal brain cancer. Um, Is it to protect the adults? In which case, are you in fact subjecting children to unnecessary risk in order to protect the adults? And in which case, is that not getting... Uh, basically a principle of humanity backwards that, you know, the adults protect the children and not vice versa. I mean, we're not living in a time where you sacrifice children anymore to, to, to please the gods and protect adults. Oh, I didn't get that memo. No, no, no was, it's, but they, I mean, when they're saying like, okay, we got if, if the argument is you have to vaccinate a kid, subject them to additional risk that the virus itself doesn't pose for them to protect adults for the greater good, it's, it's, it's a modern version of some form of sa- child sacrifice. Yeah, if we don't know what it's going to... So, so now, again, I'm not sure where... We stand uh, with the science. I saw the Project Veritas stuff with uh, the people uh, at Pfizer yeah, talking. Right. Yeah, But it was stuff that we knew, for example, that people would argue online. But I knew the truth because we know how the immune system works. I was already well aware that if you get past it, your immune system, you're way stronger than you would be with the jabs. That's... It- it was logical to me. It, it was, so it was, that was it was just verifiable at that point. You're like, all right, they know it as well. I don't know why it was such a hard topic to bring up publicly. Because they're trying to compel the vaccination even of those who have gotten the virus and have the antibodies. So they're trying to they're trying to maintain a narrative that even if you've gotten it, you'll still be better protected if you get vaccinated. And even they though get. internally they knew that was false. So here's the other thing is how how is that allowed now legally? How are countries, when this kind of stuff comes out from within Pfizer, how are countries allowed how are governments allowed to keep? I I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but um, just bear in mind 
these vaccine manufacturers have been given total immunity from the government for, for, for anything and everything related to what they're doing. And you hear things like that. You hear that you've been misled probably on that as well. You hear them talking about the fact that I, I don't know what personal information or actual direct knowledge the individual had about the uh, aborted fetal cells being used in or in the research of it. It was just in the, in the research, in the creation. And, and that, yeah. that much, you know, that was one of the religious objections that people had. Is like, I don't, it doesn't have to have in the vaccine itself aborted fetal particles for people to have moral religious conscious objections to if it's done in the research of. So As, how do they, this is another question. When I heard that, it wasn't so much that I was shocked because I had known that this happens a lot in research because uh, I think those cells, they regenerate quicker. Like it, it's, it, you could do more research with, but then I was thinking, wait, how do you get aborted baby well, fetuses? Well, this, this is another one of those eye openers when you realize the industry that exists behind um, abortions. So uh, you, can, you can go to a clinic, abort a baby, and then sell the aborted the, fetus the, to the, Pfizer. There, there's a market for aborted fetuses. And yes, this is crazy. Once you, once you, and, and, and this seems like a horror movie. It doesn't seem real. Well, like this, this it, seems it gets, like super conspiracy theory. It gets even worse, and I, I won't get into it because I, I know the limitations of my own minimal understanding. But yeah. th there's a market for aborted fetal cells, and then there's a that, market that, for feet picks too. Well, so, but, yeah. but that's but when you realize that there's a market for that, then you begin to then you begin to question whether or not the advice of medical practitioners social counselors to get abortions, then you begin to wonder, like, is it, are they... Is it that total, lucrative? Totally independent. Look, I mean, I, I'll invite your viewers yeah. and my viewers, just just Google the, the market for aborted fetal cells, and fetal parts. It's, there was, there was, there was a big expose on it. It's, it's, it will shock... Can you send me the link to the big expose? Because oh, I, I had no idea this oh, was happening. It's, it'll, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it was, that, that's when I realized, like, there, there's a world that I didn't know that existed, and I'm, I wish I had never known it existed, but you need to know that it exists in order to make proper decisions in life. But there's, I, there's I a market. I found that out years ago with uh, sexual slavery on how big it was, who was involved. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, you ever seen the movie Taken? Yes. It's... Well, actually, I haven't it's, seen... It's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Actually, I've seen enough of it. But it's almost... It's very similar to real life how organized these these uh, these sex trafficking rings are. They'll kidnap someone, let's say from Romania, and then that person ends up in Turkey, living in like completely disappear. You're in another country now. This is your new life. This is your, crazy stuff. Well, so when I found out that that was really happening, I was like, "Fuck!" I thought this was just in movies. That's why the abortion thing. I was like, "This is aborted." How the hell are you getting the, these babies? The, it, it, there's, uh, I'll I'll tell you afterwards because I don't yeah. want I don't want to make mistakes and I also don't want to say things that are just too shocking, mm. but we'll talk about this afterwards. But every, everyone should look into the, the market for aborted fetuses and just, you, you, it will take you down a rabbit hole that you will have never known existed, but you will not be able to see things the same way again. This is, you're, you're, you're changing my life here. Oh, well, I, it's like, and my, this is why I understand like people get old and cranky. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not cranky yet, but I'm really, uh, you know, I, I'm irritable. I'm, I'm definitely stressed out seeing what's going on in the world, but you get old, you get cynical and you realize like, when you realize what the world is about, and it's probably always been this way, you, you then have to reassess and say, what is important to me and how can I actually, uh, you know, how can I live? How can I be happy? How can I make a difference in this world without letting this, the ugliness of this world or the ugly side of this world uh, crush me and turn me into a cynical, bitter person? Everyone goes down that road because I've been noticing on Twitter, especially I, I look at people's tweets. Sometimes I'll comment, sometimes I won't. But... I noticed the uh, the lunacy. Like, uh, there's this guy Keith Oberman. Oh, I, he's a blue check mark from a uh, mainstream media. Article. Yeah, guy. this guy has legitimately lost his mind, and he's unraveling on Twitter. Like, you see it on Twitter, the, and I'm looking. Like he's getting worse and worse. He sometimes argues with my buddy Michael Malice, 
and uh, it's just hilarious. It's, no, well, I, I over. I mean, like I, Malice I, has been running circles around them, and the guy doesn't realize. He just gets so frustrated. It, it's it calling is, him a monkey. It's <laughs> true. It's true derangement, and I don't want to say Trump derangement, but it's it's ideological uh, tribal derangement. And yeah. he's it, he's videos he's also, where he's, he's yelling. He's like, "You're scared. You're scared." Like he's telling people that they're scared. Like he's telling Rogan that Rogan and Malice says, "You guys are scared to get uh, the jab." While this guy is yelling at the top of how scared he is, like, like he's panicking, well, and the other two are just calm. They're like, nah, we're just living our lives. There's a little confession through projection that yeah. is, is um, rampant with people who are unaware. But the other thing is what, what, being scared. or th that's, that's a characterization of being cautious, being questioning. I mean, it's just how one person perceives another person's behavior. But I, I know who he is. And, and he's a weirdo. Yeah, he's a well, they're, they're, They are systematically losing their minds. And the more... The world they thought exists, well, the, the more they thought that the world around them existed as it was, the more that unravels, uh, the more unhinged they become. Because you're seeing it now, like you know, people who was who were calling Trump the fascist for yeah, the last yeah. four years, and now they're living under a realm where they see what Biden is doing. And you want to talk about fascism? It's not because he's a, a dawdling, gentle old man that he's not a fascist, and it's not because policies are fascist. Policies are fa not, not, not not people. But so, I also said, as a person, right? Not only was Trump not fascist, but we have to be careful how we uh, classify things just to group them. Because like, oh, Republicans, Trump's a conservative. Trump economically is conservative. He doesn't want to fuck around with people's money or his money. He, but. Socially, Trump—he was as much of a Democrat. Models, Democrats, uh, hookers, uh, a, a, party boy, a, a, a pro-choice. This mean, guy, yeah, this guy's super left-leaning when it comes to so. What are you talking about? This guy's a, a party animal. And and yeah. by the way, the most racially tolerant individual won the Ellis. Uh, it was called the Ellis Island Award, I think. Um, you know, the most racially tolerant. Yeah, this guy didn't give a shit about any of that. Became, only becomes a tyrannical fascist racist dictator when you step on the foot of uh, you know. I won't say the Democrats, but rather the the industrial Democrat media machine. But um, yeah, when they because I remember like he's too conservative, and, and I was like too conservative. Are you? Have you are ever, we talking about the same guy? Have you ever met a fascist dictator who got kicked off of a social media platform? Yeah, there you go. Have, yeah. Have you ever met a fascist dictator who got voted out of office? Voted. Yeah, not just that. He kept even when he wants to argue the results, he's going about it with lawyers legally. He's not like, all right, I'm getting a private militia together. He if 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 he wanted to incite the erection, as Chuck Schumer said, <laughs> if he wanted to incite the insurrection. He, he could have, and he has, yeah. you know, he could have easily appealed to a base that would have been prepared. Yeah. Uh, he didn't uh, at any point. But I was, I was just, I did a video breaking down uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Eric Coomer, the Dominion executive who, uh, Dominion voting machine. Oh, yeah, so, they're suing someone. So Eric Coomer's suing Giuliani, Sidney Powell, uh, Gateway Pundit, OAN, you know, Newsmax. For defamation, for of, defamation. Their, of their of software. His, of, no, of his character. Okay. This guy was the... Executive, he was in charge of product design and security. Uh, Eric Coomer. The company, Dominion... Didn't they get hacked? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, no, I don't know about that. But yeah. um, Dominion is also suing for defamation because, you know, Sidney Powell, uh, with, uh, Giuliani came out after the election. And they were talking some, some shit. They made yeah. some very outlandish, <laughs> unsupported claims thus far. Uh, but I, was, I, did, I, broke, I, I watched four, and four hours of Eric Coomer's deposition where this guy, who is... An executive at Dominion Voting Systems creates a Facebook page in May 2020 after George Floyd for the year of the election is posting Trump is a fascist. Anyone who votes for him should unfriend me. He's an asshat fascist dictator. Uh, you're all effing retards. If you, I mean, he, this is what he said, because uh, I don't use the R word uh, yeah. myself. 
Uh, I do. He says, no, but you're all, I think if you vote for him, if anyone votes for him, unfriend me, yada, yada, yada. He posts up videos. I love people like that. (laughs) He posts posts a video from Dead Prez. uh, what a song he posted another song F the, fuck the USA yeah. and then in his deposition fuck the USA yeah, in his deposition I don't take kindly of those words uh, no but then he says you know, do you still stand by that and he's like I stand by that I stand by that post uh, this was my private Facebook account and I only deleted all these posts after the election because people were weaponizing them uh, to promote a false narrative it's not but, a false narrative You. this is your narrative and it's not just that this is the guy who's in charge or at the very least an executive at the company that literally counts the votes Calling someone else a fascist. Yeah, that's I a mean, little. It's, it's project. It's confession through projection, through and through. But it's these people who throw the term around. Well, nobody knows what fascist means. It, that and the thing I looked it up. It's, yeah. It is a complicated term because it, is uh. it when big government meets big, uh, big tech and or mostly big media yes, and, and that together? they're in charge. So if that's the way it is, then right now we're living fascism. It's, can you imagine yeah. you, have, you have Jen Psaki, uh, the White House press sec, getting out there and saying we're working with Facebook and telling them what to take down when we think it's misinformation. That's called fascism. That's, that is the definition. It's, it's yeah. We've usurped the media to control the message you get both from the government and from the media. Uh, as far as I understand, that's fascism, whether or not it's totalitarianism, whatever. Uh, not yet, but, but who knows? We're, uh, we're getting there. But yeah. So they had, they had the people yelling at Trump being a fascist for four years, and now they see what's going on, and even they are starting to say, holy crap, maybe, maybe Trump wasn't so bad. but Because yeah. he maybe, lets you do whatever you want. Well, he, you just he have was, to let him tweet whatever he wants. It That's was, it. Imagine the tweets were the issue. Like there were no wars. There were no. You're going to say there were there were there were scandals. The so? FBI fabricated yeah. uh, RussiaGate hoax. Yeah, that wasn't even real. The only scandals we had is that uh, they weren't even scandals. It, like the locker room talk. Yeah, well, I. If you told me that Trump didn't think that way, that would shock me. Well, here's I, I had a different take on this, uh, yeah. or it was a take that other people had. But when he says. You can just you know grab him by the blank. Yeah. Um, Did that surprise well, anyone? No, but in, in, in my when I heard it, I was not hearing it as Trump saying this is what I do. I heard it no, as no, him he, saying this is what is done. This is what people do. There. Yeah, that's what he and said. It's one hundred percent. We now know it. It's the Weinstein's. Yeah. It's the Epstein's. It's the uh, Jelaine Maxwell's. Yeah. He, I, I'm not saying he was wrong. He was. His, no, it was, it was his assessment was correct. The way it was attributed was false. They, they said, Trump is saying that you got to go and you can do that. It, but that's not what he said. He no. said, when you're this famous, you, they, you do whatever you want to tell you. You go grab them. And he was right. Then we found out that uh, that's happening. But I don't think he said it to foreshadow that. I mean, he just said what goes on. it. But we all knew that's what no, goes but, on. But, and they attributed it. Like they were saying, Trump admits to committing sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, and this is where that's you just realize that you're, you're being misled. But yeah. um, no, but that was, so that was a scandal. And yeah, you know, it's, it, I love that Billy Bush still hasn't not been able to recover from his role in it. But what was his role? He asked the question. No, what was it's, his role? It's, it's, it's the, the revolution eats itself. But you know, Billy Bush, but, hilarious. He's like a child that's an adult. Did, you know what? You ever seen him? I, he I'm, looks like a child, adult, adult child. I, you can't tell. He, he, I'm just saying he's got to be very angry at the world because, you know, other people have come back. You know, uh, Jeffrey Tubin comes back and Bush pun, is like, I was this close. <laughs> To being popular enough to start grabbing people it, by the pussy. It's, it's, <laughs> and they it's, took it's, it away from they, me. <laughs> they, they, they destroyed them. But you have, and just so everybody also understands, the whole Russiagate thing, when I call it a hoax, it's a bona fide confirmed uh, fake. It was super fake. It was, it was the FBI, because people don't know this. They still think there was some truth to it. No, this was a... The FBI... Yeah, this was declassified. Through Kleinsmith, the lawyer for the FBI, fabricated documents mm-hmm. to submit to the judge to get an unlawful FISA warrant or renewal to spy on Carter Page... So that they could get from Carter Page to spy on the Trump campaign, despite the media saying that Trump towers were not wiretapped. They were surveyed. Yeah, they were surveyed. And yeah. ultimately, it was 
determined to be that the only people actually colluding with the Russians was the DNC yeah. by getting foreign, uh, they called it um, opposition research, but it was actually just bullcrap uh, fake reports of Trump wrongdoing, yeah, yeah. paid for by the DNC, by foreign operatives, leaked to the media so that the FBI could rely on those phony stories to justify their spying. I mean, it was it was bunk through and through. This is going to be a good movie in a few years. It's going to be, but it, it might be too complicated for people to really truly understand, but someone's got to make a documentary on it. I don't know who's going to do it, but uh, no, so that's it. It's uh, just don't want people thinking like, that. I, you know, if, if people don't know the truth behind that, That'll be an eye-opening experience. When I did, realized how the FBI, how the intelligence agencies have been weaponized for political purposes, you can never look at them again the same way. Yeah, and, and you know, this makes it difficult to have a conversation also because with a lot of my friends, because we, uh, my circle is kind of vast. I have people who think just like me, people who think the opposite of me, people who are way more calm and subdued than I am and they take things with a grain of salt. Uh, and... The conversations have been so wacky. They're like, that's crazy. That's a conspiracy. And then I'll show them, and they don't know how to react. They're like, uh, oh, well, I, that was then. That was then. No, you know, not even. They're just like, I don't know what to say. No, I, I know that you know. I know what you're showing me, but it's still. See, I can't. Operation. I can't process this. Operation Northwoods. The Department of Defense talking about staging and carrying out terrorist attacks on Americans, airlines, yeah. movie theaters. Um, it was only uh, not implemented because JFK struck it down, was subsequently assassinated a year and a half later. I'll and tell you, you why he got and, assassinated. Let oh, me tell you. But then, hold on. The punchline, then you look at 9-11, and you have people saying, 9-11 looks like carrying out of Operation Northwoods, yeah. but those people are nutcases for questioning the official narrative. But then you say, oh, that Don't make me get into 9-11. I got stuff. No, that was, that was in the 60s, though. But the government I got some 9-11 okay, stuff. Let's hear it. Okay. Well, before I get to 9-11, uh, JFK, I had done this in, uh, in university. Actually, I wrote a report, and this was in history class. And I had to cite all of my um, my sources, obviously. And I remember the teacher, uh, I got a B plus, and, and she said, you would have got an A or an A minus. But the way you, the only reason why you didn't is because it wasn't written like a historical paper. It read like a movie, she goes. But I had to double, this is a history, American history shit. I had to double check everything because I thought it was too fantastical. And I had to double check your sources. And then I learned stuff. She goes, what, I didn't what know. Year, what year was this in that you wrote this report? Uh, it was between... Seven and ten, two thousand seven okay. so and ten. Somewhere on there. Exists and Wikipedia exists. Yeah, the, the internet existed, okay. but I didn't get off Wikipedia. I forgot where I, I. But I looked hard into it. So what my, what I theorized, I basically outlined what happened at the time frames, and then you kind of draw the lines together. But one of the things was, he had trouble. What, what he because he looked at the economy and he goes, "This is kind of weird." He goes, "We don't really control our money. This isn't even an American bank." So what he was instituting, since he found out that I think uh, their gold reserves were false too. They didn't have the gold reserves they thought, so he said, no, no, we're, in, we're changing everything. We're going to be in charge of our currency. And there was an executive order that he passed to institute the silver standard. You can still find this. This was an actual executive order by the office of the president to have the silver standard instituted, and they would be in charge of their own money now. Forget the Federal Reserve, which is not federal, as we know. And then he gets offed. Not the first time. Other presidents have met serious uh, ends whenever they decide to mess with the central bank. Suspicious. It, 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 it'll sound crazy to people like, well, yeah. you know, it, was just, it was just a lone gunman. It was just, you know, things happen. But yeah. 
you, you put things in the broader context and you actually learn information. Yeah, I mean, I, George I, Bush Sr., who was uh, part of the CIA at the time that we find out years later. He was in Dallas at the time. What was he doing there? There's a lot, there's a well, lot of little things now, I was looking into. Now you're taking me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I was just content with Operation Northwoods and then maybe being reluctant to call um, people who question the official 9-11 narrative conspiracy theorists once you know what, was, what, what the government was prepared to do in the past, they're not, it's not going to be. Well, what they have done, and this has been declassified too, uh, and I bring it back to 9/11. Is there's a lot of cases where the FBI will find people online. They'll pretend that they're extremists. They'll indoctrinate Absolutely. them. They'll force them. They'll give them equipment, and then they'll stop them right before they commit a. You're the ones who gave them everything. It's, I mean, this is the FBI. Uh, this is the Gretchen Whitmer. Kidnapping plot. I mean, that, that's it in a yep. nutshell. Is you have you have more FBI agents, informants, and uh, you know participants setting it up, training, providing you know the infrastructure, the weaponry, the intelligence. You have more FBI uh, agents and informants involved in the plot yeah. than actual allegedly independent criminals. I mean, how many times have they done this before? And then you look and you look at the Whitmer plot. Now we all know about it. You know, more informants and agents than actual culprits. Paid informants. Uh, now you look at uh, January 6th. Is hey, it, is Poseidon, it can you look up? I think it was Dick Cheney that wrote uh, the, what was it? The case for the new American century. Type in Dick Cheney, new American century. Because um, he had, I think it was Cheney that had brought it up in the 90s. It was, uh, I think, at the Trilateral Commission. that he, he goes, the case for the new American century. We need to have, yeah, go on. Um, a project for the New American uh, Century Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, can you what What does the cover look like? If you find the cover page, and when was it written, and who who uh, well, pushed that through? This is something I'm gonna have to look into. Yeah, this afternoon. I think it was the New American Century. I think you wrote that, but it, it was a book. No, no, it was um, a paper that he gave to. Uh, I think it was the Trilateral Commission. They were just talking about how can we shape the New American Century. What do we need? And he said that they need an event similar to a new Pearl Harbor, to shake people up so that they would comply. We got the Patriot Act right after, which, by the way, Afghanistans they're no longer in Afghanistan. Why, why uh, is the Patriot Act still in effect in the States? People should ask themselves that. But the cover page of that, this was in the 90s, oh, was the World Trade Center I with the crosshairs on it. Oh, I found some... Uh, that's that's <laughs> it. it. What? Yeah, anyways, tell me what you found. Uh, Rebuilding America's Defenses, a report of... The project for the new American century, September 2000. Dick Cheney, right? Hold on. Uh, strategy, forces, and resources. Oh, September, September 2000. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, I've looked, I went down the rabbit hole so hard with this stuff for years. So I had looked at everything that was fake. There's a lot of fake stuff out there, too, that um, the, the buildings were, the planes weren't real, digital, all that stuff's nonsense because there's no proof of it. It's just people theorizing. However, there's a lot of actual stuff. That is very suspicious well, that happened and, around... And then this is where you, you do begin to wonder, uh, you know, like the whole Q movement of the election, you do begin to wonder if that's you have... That's nonsense, no, too. But that's, well, that's, that's the thing. It, yeah. it is... And I'm not saying it's not. The issue is, do you have... It, it was nonsense that undermined the legitimate stuff of yeah. the election. So the question is, like, do you have... Do you have agencies promoting the more egregious misinformation so that I it think can so. undermine from the legit uh, research, the legit criticism, the legit... Uh, issues with it. So you have Q coming in and saying German servers being you know being seized and vote flipping at the machines so that nobody even takes the actual constitutional argument seriously anymore because yeah. you lump them all together. Did the same Maybe. thing happen back in the day? It's once it's happened once, 
you can just conclude that it's happened before. And also a lot of these organizations, here's, I'm not saying it was like uh, they flew the planes themselves or whatever. No, no, we, we know what happened. We know that. Now. What I'm saying is behind these people, if you look at the money, you look at first the Pakistani defense minister who was funding via the Saudis a lot of these hijackers and the Americans knew about it, then where did that, the Saudis and the Americans were allied, so then why the fuck are you paying people to, so there's all kinds of weird transactions and you, and happening. These people, you're, these people are known entities to yeah, the They're known, yeah, to the intelligence community and they speak. And then when you look at, like let's say ISIS, when, you see who was funded, there was a time where in the Middle East, one, what we would call fanatical terrorist group was fighting another, but they were funded by two different arms of the American intelligence. Well, it's fucking crazy. I, I remember an article praising uh, Osama bin Laden. From yeah. the, I think it was the Boston, Boston, whatever. Uh, you realize it, and then it's it's you know Mark Twain. History doesn't repeat, but it tends to rhyme. Then you know modern day, you have Fauci, government official, coming out and saying we don't fund gain of function. Uh, there's a feather there. We don't fund gain of function uh, research. Then yeah. lo and behold, yeah, yeah, they don't. They just fund the money through a, an NGO. Yeah, that does. exactly. So it's like, it's it's everything's mutatis. The lie detector mutatis. determined that was a lie. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's just mutatis mutandis. They 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 don't do directly now what they do indirectly, and they've done it time and time again in the past. It's, and it's like, and you can't you can't go back to looking at things the same way. There is no reason on earth to assume or believe the government is any more trustworthy and transparent today than it was fifty years ago, twenty years ago, and anybody who does. Uh, is just ill-informed, ignorant, naive, or doesn't want to know because it's, it is too difficult to some extent to know what actually goes on in the world around us. And, but here's my, uh, I had a, a true crime podcast or my French podcast, she was here, and she, came, she told me something that I think about too. If it was a conspiracy, like let's say 9-11 or whatever, I feel like the amount of people that would have to be implicated, someone would have said something. People can't keep their mouths shut. I mean, I tend to agree. You know, George Bush was the biggest moron, apparently, of any president, but yeah. smart enough to have orchestrated this on itself. I don't think getting... he orchestrated anything. I think, because you could see in his face when this was happening, how shocked he was. I think, if anything, it was Cheney. I don't trust this guy. Yeah. Uh, Bush <laughs> seemed like the perfect gullible person to put in there because it looked like he legitimately felt, kind of like Obama, he legitimately felt like I can make a difference. I'm president. Like he felt like he had power, and then he it's, got in. Like you have no power. Same thing with look at how Obama changed after eight years. He's one of those guys that you feel like he went in there. He's like, I'm gonna make some change. This country is going. Uh, well, you, do, you do realize. Yeah, and then you, you, you're like, wait a second. What do you mean I can't do that? I'm the president. Like shut the fuck up. No, no that, that you, there are there are forces beyond yeah. the leaders, and you do you do tend to wonder who's who's influencing what. But my paper um, was called the men behind the man. Not bad. Yeah. The men behind the men. Yeah. That's a damn good title. Has that yeah. ever been used before? I don't think so. It's going to be used now. Yeah. I might, I might steal for it. a gay porno. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I was going yeah. with it. <laughs> I know, but I thought it was a good title. I, I used to write so much. Uh, that when I was in university, I had to write these papers. That's why they, she said it seems like a movie because that's what I was writing. I used to write scripts. So it felt very grandiose, but it was a legitimate... It's, but it's, uh, it's, I mean, yeah. Even what's going on here in Canada sounds like a script, sounds like a movie. You have research going on in Canadian research facilities. Yeah, in Winnipeg, connect, right? Yeah, I, and I don't know the details, but I just know it's connected to China. You have Trudeau blocking requests for information from the government saying that these entities don't have to respond to the government. I mean... It's, why do we change? How this is the thing that shocks me is why are we all okay and the media is not doing its part? We can't just change the rules, in order to keep protecting the people that are in charge. The rules need they, to apply globally. The, the, 
what drives me nuts is that I, I don't use the word public servant in the degrading sort of you are you owe us you're you know we no, owe no, you. But they're public. They're public yeah. servants. They serve the public, and they don't get to operate in secrecy. Nor should they be allowed to. They don't get to do things and not disclose it to the public. They don't get to live by a different set of rules than they impose on the public that elected them and to whom they serve. But government's got it all backwards. We live to serve them and not vice versa. We live in fear of them and not vice versa. And look, uh, bringing it back to the election, and we just re-elected the same crap. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't... By the way, what happened? Did he not get the popular vote? Oh, God, no. Did he not get the popular vote? He, got, he was re-elected with the, the lowest showing of a vote uh, in the, from what I understand in the history of Canada. Yeah, so that, they got... I'll tell you why this shocks me, because the way the media ran with it... Oh, it was is, a victory for Trudeau. Yeah, but it's, they said... What did so, they say? They said he's... Uh, the people have spoken, they want him. I go, well, technically, didn't the people not want him? So, first of all, it was the lowest turnout in a while. I think it was 57% national turnout. I think there were 16 million votes. Uh, oh, that's was, a little embarrassing. Uh, I think you wonder why, because I think people are just fed up. Yeah. Um, but which is irritating, because people should have been enraged to the point of voting for the PPC. Uh, but... <laughs> What was it? So 16 million total votes. It was like something like 30% of that went to Trudeau. Uh, and then, you know, the rest split 30%. up with the conservatives. It was, it, was, it was a third, give or take. I might be getting the That's numbers wrong. But it's, he, was, he was basically reelected with like the least amount of votes conceivable to be reelected with a minority government that effectively is the same as it was before. Um, 600 million bucks. 600, 600 million bucks. Which was only 100 million more than normal because, you know, they had their half a million dollars on single-use pencils and... What was it? Three million dollars on plexiglass. What the hell's a single-use pencil? Because it's COVID. You can't. You can't. You have to single-use pencils. Chuck it. What? Yeah. We're throwing out pencils. Four hundred thousand dollars on single-use pencils. Three point. Wait, hold on. Four hundred thousand dollars on single-use. Why do you have a single-use pencil? Because you have you have to vote with a pencil. Yeah. And you can't use another pencil. I mean, it's, that's how that's how COVID spreads is through pencils. Why don't we just wipe it? Uh, dude, I don't know. But then, oh, but by the way, then they had three. Can we have single-use prime ministers and throw them the fuck out? What's going so, on here? So we, I love it. He touts he touts his success as a prime minister as I eliminated single-use straws, and then implemented single-use masks, single-use pencils, plexiglass. I, what, it's nuts. It's like it's like measuring your successes. But hey, when I your voted, failures. I didn't have any plexiglass. Uh, well, there was there's that cardboard three, box. Three point seven million dollars of plexiglass, and then there's all the other stuff. But um. Oh, and then they asked you. They asked you for your information when you went. Your phone number, uh, name, so they could contract trace you in case there was uh, an outbreak attributed to the voting booth. Yeah, they didn't do that to me either. Well, they, they were. They didn't. It was not mandatory, but they didn't let anybody know that they didn't have to provide that info. But bottom line, we had we, we had an earth-shattering crisis over the last two years. We've had systematic corruption from this guy from day one. Two ethics breaches, five apologies, corruption through and through, mismanagement of the crisis, uh, disdain for the citizenry, divisive racist discourse. Hey, it doesn't out of seem him. to like the natives either. And and, and, and reelected. What, 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 what can you do at that point? Sitting here watching this happen, it's not just that had there been a difference, had he been reelected with a bigger number, I'd say, okay, well, people like him. Yeah. Good. Had he been kicked out, you know, kicked out of office in shame, I would say that makes sense because that's what I think should have happened. Yeah. Status quo, like nothing happened over the last two years. Nothing happened over the last six years of his of his PM Marie prime ministership that would not have changed people's minds. People are just struggling to 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 eke by their daily existence. They can't get involved. They can't get informed, and they'll just vote the way they voted for the last five years as though nothing happened. Yeah, you're a, you're a smart guy. I hope so. Explain to me what's going on now. They're talking about universal basic income being a thing that we have to implement. If I understand correctly from what he told me yesterday, but remember him, he's borderline insane. 
that it's is Poseidon. Gonna, that is Poseidon. Right. It's going to apply to everyone. And there's a limit, I think. Poseidon, was it 50K or something? Uh, so it's going to apply to everyone, and you can get universal basic income. It's going to be about 30 to 40K a year. What is it, Poseidon? Something like that. Now, isn't that going to cause massive inflation, or am I not understanding the economy properly? Let's see what Poseidon uh, has to say. Well, no, no. Basically, if uh, as soon as you start making more than fifty thousand, then the UBI starts drops getting, a bit. Starts so getting, getting lower, but yeah. everyone's getting a basic. Well, so yeah. I had this discussion briefly with someone during the debates, uh, and I used the term UBI. They used another term. They said it's not universal basic income; it's living a living wage. Right. And so it adjusts as cost of living adjusts. Look, I'm I'm I think I'm reasonably smart. I know the limitations of my own knowledge. I just know basic common sense. I don't know where that money comes from. I don't know if, if you're printing it, it's going to cause inflation. Giving And, and even if you don't, just redistributing so that everybody has um, a certain amount of money, I mean, that causes inflation itself. Yeah, if everybody has it, they go out, prices just go up. That's yeah, because everybody way. knows, I know minimum, you have 1500 you, 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 you have it, you're going to buy the same stuff, it's going to drive the prices up because... The, the commodity of money itself becomes less scarce. Right. So, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not an economist. Economist. But at least your head's at the same place. No, I said, and, okay. I, and I said, it's like, okay, well, and they said, well, don't worry, because it adjusts for inflation. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Then now you're plugging in the extension cord. Yeah, now cord it's just going to keep in, going up. No, you're, you're plugging in the outlet back into the extension cord thinking yeah. you've created endless electricity. That's, That's not, not how, how it works. works. So I don't, you know, the idea of, uh, here's an idea. First of all, people who are making a decent living don't need uh, support. The issue about people who need support is not to give people endless support because it's the old. I mean, it's the old paradigm of life. Teach a man a fish. Teach a man, catch a man a fish. You feed him for a meal. Teach a man a fish. You feed him for a lifetime. Um, this is not. You don't give people support so that it's endless. You give people support so that they can get on their feet and make their own living and make their own existence on this earth. Yeah, and successful. Yeah. And, and 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 that does mean you know like the Walmart jobs and the and the and the you know minimum wage jobs. When people say you can't live a life off of those, well. I'll, I'll repeat the words of my um, labor law teacher from Laval, Réjean Breton. Who, that, that might trigger a lot of people because he's a, he's a very well-known guy. And What does he do? Well, he's an eccentric professor out in uh, Université Laval. Like he has scarves and such? No, he's, no, no he's a right, he was as right-wing as they came in, in Laval. So people called him a, you know, a right-wing extremist at the time. But <laughs> bottom line, you know, his, his, his theory, and it's not just his, it's... These jobs were not meant to be living jobs for most people. Oh, I agree. So is that to, an extremist point of view? No, it's like you, you, you get learning work experience yeah. you, as a kid or if or part-time as an adult if you have other stuff and you move on to... Uh, Bigger and better job. things. They're not, they were not supposed to be jobs out of which you were supposed to you know have for life and raise a family. So this is supposed to be the same thing of support. When, you're, when you need support, it's supposed to carry you through the tough time so that you can then get back on your feet and earn your own existence. The... the the difficulty is that you become dependent on it and you just never do it. And, right. and, and, we're, and we're seeing it, by the way, in real time on a sort of a more micro scale with this CERB, uh, the Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit. You give people money endlessly, you, they don't need to go out and get a job. And then what ends up happening, we're seeing it now, is that the people who've been getting CERB are not going out to get jobs. There's a labor shortage in the market pretty much everywhere, which drives up prices, which makes the 2,000 CERB that they're getting worth less at the end of the two years. So it's a, it's a whole devastating ecosystem that you just, it, it feels good in the moment. Hey, I'm going to print up CERB for everybody. Uh, first of all, you got to cash that check at some point in time. Second of all, everyone getting CERB, you got to pay tax on that at the end of the year. Imagine the, the government giving you subsidies from taxpayer dollars, then taxing you on that. It's a little strange. Yeah, that's a lot of it hurts my head. That's the casino, you know, taking a rake on a rake on a rake. I mean, yeah. the, eventually the casino gets all the money and that's what's going to happen with this. But the secondary issue, 
but they've been giving Serb, renewing it, renewing it, renewing it right until after the election, conveniently. I thought Serb was over. I think it might have ended in October because that's when Trudeau last extended it to when he, you know, right before he called the election. But the effect of giving people $2,000 a month, they don't have to work. They don't have any incentive to work. There is a labor shortage out there. You'll see signs for help wanted everywhere, even in yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 it, and so it drives up prices. It drives up the cost of doing business. It, and, and it makes your serve worth less. It makes all of our money worth less. So it's a broken system. How do you fix it? But lo and behold, uh, people just re-elected the entire same system. So we'll see what happens next time they have but an election. It wasn't a big turnout. I think people were so depressed or just like, ah, I'm not even going. They, I, I think they were depressed, but I think that I, I was a little, I mean, I guess, you know, the PPC did have a threefold uh, increase. So you can't, you can't poo-poo that. We're close to a million Canadians voted How the for the hell PPC. does the PPC not even elect their leader? That's shocking. Well, because he ran in Bose. What's shocking, what's shocking is he lost in his own riding in Bose. That's not the shocking part. That's kind of shocking. Well, that, it's shocking, but look, he's, he's, he's running with policies that Quebecers, by and large, don't like because he wants to review or reassess um, equalization payments. Uh, you know, he has some policies which are not popular in Quebec. Uh, how the federal redistributes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you know, okay. the funds. And, and, you know, he says Quebec gets too much. These maritime provinces, uh, you know, they're not poor provinces, so they shouldn't be getting subsidies from the government that disincentivize them to become, you know, uh, natural resources, tourist attractions, to become economies on their own. They're not right, poor not provinces. Wrong. He's not wrong. But it's not popular for the provinces getting those, those subsidies. Um, but what the shocking part was that, I forget the guy's name, I think it was Leroux or Le, whoever beat him, just the week before the election, had a decision come down from the Court of Appeal basically saying that this guy abused of his power as a, as a political figure to grant his buddy an exception on a pork farming license um, because apparently one of, one of his friend's neighbors had a pork farm, and once you get to a certain number of pork farms, you have to increase your distance from your neighboring, from the neighbors because of the smell, yada, yada. Not aware of pork farm politics, but well, I'll me, take me, it. I mean, neither. So apparently the neighbor, who is his friend, exceeded the number of porks required to maintain a certain minimum distance from the, the other neighbor. The other neighbor didn't like it because of the smell inconvenience. Sued him. Or something happened where the guy basically got a, an exception of the permit, worked around the permit because of connections that he had. Um... The neighbor sued, won. It went to appeal, unanimous decision of the appeal, the week before the election, said that this guy abused of his power uh, to grant special favors to his buddies, re-elected by, by a large margin. Why? The media didn't run with the story. You had to get Rebel News in there and Alexa Lavoie to cover the story. Um, media didn't cover it. People didn't know. And then people don't care. It's, you know what's funny, though? Is that in other places, you have a scandal. It's related to sex, drugs, very rock and roll. This guy had a scandal. It was all pork farm related. Uh, no, it's no, kind of funny. No, and, and, no, well, and, and then the ultimate, the ultimate irony is like, you know, in the States, the, the nature of the scandal will, will um, affect the public response. Kill, be responsible for the excess deaths of tens of thousands of elderly people in long-term care. It'll be a week in the New York Times. Touch people inappropriately. You get booted from office uh, and, and canceled, you know, yeah, overnight. Yeah. And so, you know, the irony, Gretchen Whitmer, still in power. Cuomo, she faked the kidnapping. She, she didn't fake it, but it was definitely the FBI actively involved at politically convenient timing to distract from what was, at the time, some very serious criticism about her management of COVID. Yeah. Cuomo, send back COVID-positive patients, mandate that healthcare facility... Oh, he legitimately killed people. Mandate that they take back positive patients, immunize the executives of these long-term facilities, cause thousands of excess deaths, fine. Grope, be a sexual deviant, 
uh, and have a toxic work environment, you're out. You and, can only and, grab so many asses, Cuomo. And, and, well, that's it. And, and then there's, you know, there's politics to it as well. But uh, I didn't like that guy. Oh, Viva. I'm glad you came back. We got to discuss. We're going to start a new podcast soon. Just me and you yelling. Viva and Pat. Yeah. Pants off with Viva. <laughs> no, Pantelis with... Okay, it doesn't. That's, Viva I, should, I should not have said that. Wow. Pantelis and Viva. We'll figure it out. We're going to have a good <laughs> I, one. I just, I just realized that you're... You know, Pantelis is... is Pants. Pantless. Yeah, Pantless. You if can I, say if that. I, if, I, if I pronounce it properly. If you, so. Yeah, yes. People pronounce it Pantless. Uh, some people used to call me Pants because they couldn't say Pantelis. It was like, it's too long. We can do uh, something. But uh, no, it's, it's good to be here. I mean, it's good. I, I get some frustration off my chest. Hopefully, you know, people will now... Things to look into. I mean, the, the real one that's going to be the eye-opener... Uh, Hopefully, it won't be a black pill, but a red pill for some. The uh, market for abortion uh, clinics. Oh, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. we got to look into that because it's shocking. It's worse than you think. God damn it. All right. Well, Viva, you did bring us some information, so I'll take that instead of the sadness that you bring me once I look into this goddamn abortion <laughs> stuff. Well, I'll tell you, knowledge is the first step towards actually being proactive and, 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 and then informing others and then making a difference. So, I mean, just don't get black pilled. You, you swallow the red pill, you see what's going on, and then you figure out how to, how, to, how to turn it into a white pill. Well, if anyone doesn't know you, which I doubt, uh, links are in the description, also in the cards. Follow Viva, his vlog. You vlog daily, actually. I'm you not, you got been, stuff. I, yeah. got, I got something coming today. There's so much to cover. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to be able to actually uh, do it as a job. I mean, it's, it's a blessing. I love it. I love your channel. I love the tweets. Check Viva out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.